Friends and welcome to the Retro Game Guys podcast. I'm your host and resident picky gamer Dustin, and I'm joined today by my good friends, the Retro Gaming Guru Zach. We just let that Soundgarden track play through this whole episode. Yes. By the way, man, that track yes. gets me pumped. I love it. <laughs> uh, Dustin, give me your best uh, Chris Cornell, would you? Uh, black hole sun, <laughs> won't you? Oh man, I don't. I can't sing that high, man. That's not my. That's not in my keys. Neither can but whatever. I. I don't even know. I'm not the music guy here. Uh, let's also bring in the infrequent gamer Alex. You got a yes. Chris Cornell for us here, dude? I don't uh, take requests. <laughs> <laughs> But I, but I think you're into Soundgarden, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a uh, Chris Cornell uh, lyric tattooed on my body. Really? Do you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. I did, we did not know that. Is it? Well, you have to see it. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm guessing it's somewhere we haven't seen on your body then. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, uh, when I'm wearing this shirt, you can't see it. Perfect. Mm, well, yeah. let's keep it that way then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with lower back is where I'm yeah, going. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, a really long shirt. Uh, that's right. <laughs> well, it's great to talk with you guys. I hope you all and everyone listening is staying safe and healthy. In this episode, we're covering the motorcycle racing and combat game Road Rash for the original PlayStation. Now, this is actually a port of the 1994 game for the short-lived 3DO system, but the PlayStation version found the larger audience and is a personal favorite of the retro game guys, so that's the one we're going with. And your best bet to play Road Rash nowadays would be to grab an original copy for the PlayStation as it doesn't seem to have any modern releases. Uh, so what else are we going to talk about today? Well, Zach will take us through the history of Road Rash. We'll then hear about our memories of the game from our community and from this group, and we'll compare them with our experiences revisiting Road Rash all these years later. We'll then have our hashtag Beat Retro Game Guys competition to see if any of our listeners can beat our scores. And we'll wrap with our monthly gift card giveaway, where one listener will win a $25 gift card for their favorite console, just like last month's winner, Jesse G. Uh, so we're going to start here with a couple updates first. Uh, from me, uh, did you guys uh, see that they are uh, releasing Zombies Ate My Neighbors yes. on the Switch? Yes. One of awesome. one of the one of the best games we've played for this podcast. One of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and during our uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors episode, we talk about man. I really hope someday they'll port this to the Switch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just went back and listened to this episode two and a half years or whatever it's been later. And yeah, we talk about that. And here it comes from the Dotemu guys who did uh, the uh, Str uh, Streets of Rage four. And they're also going to be doing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, new game that's which coming out. Which looks amazing, too. Which all looks so good. I'm super pumped for this. I cannot wait to download it. Uh, also comes with Ghoul Patrol, which we is another the sort of sequel to uh, Zombies mm -hmm. Ate My Neighbors that we also talk about in the episode. Uh, that I don't care as much about. But Zombies Ate My Neighbors on my Switch. Yes. I'm so stoked. I'm super happy that's coming out, too, because I want a good excuse to go back and try to finish that game, because that was right. one of the few games that took me down. <laughs> In the history yeah. of retro game, guys. Very, That's very right. difficult game. But yeah, this yeah. is uh, it's exciting. All right, Zach, uh, what podcast updates do you have today? Well, speaking of episodes, uh, we wanted to announce that there are, are only three more main episodes left in our third season. 
Uh, well, six total if you count the quick plays and special episodes to come. But uh, nonetheless, season three is in the home stretch, guys. And we have some huge games planned to take us home. Wow. Uh, so we already announced on our socials that our next game after Road Rash is going to be Pokemon Red and Blue for the Game Boy. Mm. Uh, so we're going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. And uh, it's the first Game Boy game we've ever played for the podcast, which is yeah. cool. Hope you guys have a Game, a game Boy. We do. I do. Great. Great, great. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, oh, right after that, it's our special episodes are finally we're going to do our movie review on Shoot the Moon, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> That's right. Of course. <laughs> right. Can't miss Go back that. to our Moon Patrol episode. Moon Patrol episode. Right. <laughs> uh, after Pokemon in July, we'll be taking on one of the most popular beat em ups of all time. Mm. And uh, sorry, Dustin, it's not Streets of Rage 2. No. Yes. Yeah, so it should be. It, it should be. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, speaking of Streets of Rage, we got a chat later about the uh, Streets of Rage 4. DLC that's coming out. Oh right! I'm so excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Have to check that out. Is. Estel and and more oh, right. characters to come. Yeah. Street Fighter yeah. Four is 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 one of the best games released oh, in absolutely. the last few years, and I'm looking forward to another good reason to pick it up and play. If you like beat 'em ups, you just can't snooze yeah. on that game. So yeah. well so done. Yeah. Uh, and in August, uh, we will drop our season three finale, uh, and we have a high bar to meet. Uh, as you guys remember, for the season one finale, we did the greatest video game of all time, in my opinion, of course, uh, Street Fighter II, live oh, right, from the California right. Extreme arcade show. Right. Did you forget already? Uh, I was and, like, wow. <laughs> what did we do? What's, what's I don't know. That was like two time? years ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, and to wrap up season two, we celebrated the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, along with a serious pinch me moment as we got to interview the game master himself and former Nintendo of America spokesman Howard Phillips. That's right. Yes, I uh, still can't believe we got him. <laughs> so, That's true. It was uh, a great episode. Yes, it was. Uh, and so this next finale has to be something very, very special. So we're doing a doubleheader of uh, Wizards and Warriors 2 and 3, right? Of course. Right? Of right. course. Yeah. <laughs> Alex's face. Ale- Alex may not be available for this episode. Right. I know, right? <laughs> What's JP doing? We get him back? Uh, so, so, well, no spoilers. <laughs> Alex let's just, just say... <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, Zach. I no. just had the biggest sigh. Just yeah. like, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm we done sh- with you guys. We should just do it. We should, like, no joke. Let's just let's put him through it. Um, hey, man. Know. I'll just crank up the sound guard and play Wizards of Warriors, and I think <laughs> I'll be all right. There, there you go. go. <laughs> so no spoilers on our finale, but let's just say that our season three finale game is Dustin's next best shot at mm. beating mm. me since he failed so spectacularly at SimCity. <sighs> Thanks for the reminder. I thought you said you, I thought you were going to mention we had a crazy secret guest coming on. I know a secret guest. We never Brie know. Larson. I just read never. I just you never know. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. What is? <laughs> she was you a just, gamer. So I just yeah. no, I just found this out via the internet. Yeah. So, well, there goes our whole secret right her. there. Thanks. Oh, right. I just messed it up. <laughs> you let it I out. You let it, it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, this version of the game that we're going to be playing too is actually uh, one that I've never owned up until about a few weeks ago, and I still have not played it because mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the finale. So, Dustin, again, this is an opening for you and for you, Alex. Of course, you've been doing great this season. So things are going to get interesting very, very yeah, soon. Yeah, I've been doing the great. I beat you. <laughs> yeah. Well, did we forget technically. about that? Well, <laughs> by the, not by the rules, but hey, still, still counts. Zach's not going to let that one go. Counts. Anyway, <laughs> hashtag RGG finale. Tell us what game you think our finale is going to be and what you there think you it should be. All right. There thank you, you, Zach. You got it. Last note from me before we get into Road Rash, be sure to follow at Retro Game Guys on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. 
You'll find us there talking about retro gaming with people around, around the world. The world. Woo-woo. Now back to Zach to give us the quick history and interesting facts about Road Rash. All right, let's ride. Let's so, do it. Uh, let's <laughs> roam, roam. Do-do-do-do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Road Rash, or sometimes referred to as Road Rash 32-bit, is a racing and combat game by Electronic Arts, originally released in July of 1994 for the 3DO which, if you're not familiar, was one of the earliest CD-based game systems. Yeah. Um, and as Dustin shared earlier, we're focusing on the port of the game for the PlayStation, which came out a year and a half later in February of 1996. In addition to the PlayStation version, there are other console ports of Road Rash, including the Sega Saturn and Sega CD. Mm. Uh, and by the way, avoid the Sega CD version at all costs. Uh, yeah. Did you guys check out that one? Yeah, it's 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 weird. They were for some reason they were doing simultaneous development on this like cool version that we're talking about today and the Sega CD version. And the Sega CD version, I don't know for what reason, it's like either a dumbed down version of this game or a kind of souped up version of the Genesis uh, game. But it's just it's not nearly as good as this game. And it, I don't know. It's just it's. It's not good. It's yeah. for the, you. I, I would. I expect a lot more out of a, a CD-based game than that. What they put out. I expected a lot more of you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. I'm not it's mad. I'm just you. disappointed. Right. Right. <laughs> so a, a version of Road Rash was also released for PCs, and interestingly, uh, this version has a two-player head-to-head mode, mm. which I really wish was on the PlayStation huh. version that we played. Because like, right. how cool would that have been to race each other, beat each other up? That'd been awesome. This right. game would have been epic. Yes. I think that was actually one of my notes. More yeah, epic. so I definitely needed that. <laughs> uh, so the Road Rash we played for this episode is a follow-up uh, to a series of successful 16-bit Road Rash games that started way back in 1991 on the Sega Genesis. There you go. And at the time of its release, the first Road Rash game was EA's most profitable title. And it received critical acclaim, including a perfect score in GamePro magazine. It's a good game. It's a really, for a 1991 Genesis game, it's a very good game. Except there's no engine noise in that game, which is kind of weird. It's It's very weird if you flip back and forth, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. If if JP was here, he would have said, oh, I just made my own sound, you know, in the game. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) the whole time? Yeah, the whole, yeah, aren't you tired? Yeah, uh, and I was going to ask you, Dustin, because yeah. I heard that cause you came from the radio world, right? That's, right? That's uh, right. So apparently the reviewer at GamePro that gave Road Rash 1 a perfect score was a guy named Big Rick Stewart. Oh, Big who, Rick. Yeah, so I remembered him as like a local Bay Area yeah. radio DJ guy. So I had to ask you, did you ever run into that guy or remember that guy? So interestingly, Big Rick and I uh, were, he was in the uh, radio scene here at the same time I was, but we had this weird kind of thing. I've never actually met him, but we worked like sister station, like around each other. So like Hmm. when I was at one alternative station, he was at the other. Then I moved to one, a classic rock station and he, he moved to the other. And then when I left that classic rock station, actually left radio, he moved to the classic rock station I was at. So I don't know what it was, but we were avoiding you. (laughs) Yeah, either we were. Yeah, we were dancing around each other the whole time. But no, I mean, he was a very good radio DJ, one of those guys, uh, because I was definitely at the time listening to other DJs as I was trying to work on my career and see notes from an. No, he's a real. I had no idea that he also did game pro reviews, yeah. but that's fantastic. But yeah, no, from all from all accounts, he seems like a really cool. Well, dude, now so look at neat. you. Now you're doing uh, classic retro game reviews. That's true. That's so true. Uh, you guys are still following each other. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So 
when you quit this podcast, he'll jump in. He'll be our, our next That's guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, his voice might be better than mine. So what's he doing go. nowadays? Let's check in. Yeah, Maybe yeah. he'll join us on the finale, you know, since uh, uh, Alex is out there <laughs> looking for people. Uh, we'll go <laughs> we're going back to mm, Road Rash. Big Rick or... Uh, or uh, I'm going for Big Brie Rick. Larson. Hold on, yeah. Rick, Big Rick or Brie Larson. I Tell us if you want on the, the finale. Yeah, <laughs> let's vote Hold right on, now. Let me let me get the scales out. Right. <laughs> We're going back to Road Rash 32 bit. So after you put the disc in and hit power on the PlayStation, you'll be treated to an awesome and totally 90s intro, featuring a montage video of motorcycles racing illegally through streets with cop cars in pursuit. Uh, there's revving tachometers, burnouts, oh. wheelies, and f- of course, fire. You got to have fire. Boosh, yeah. uh, and it's all set to a rocking 90s alternative track from Soundgarden. Of course, doodle doodle doo. RIP Chris Cornell, by the way. Yeah, for it's sure. St- still hurts. Still hurts. Yep. Uh, Do you guys like that intro or what? Here's the thing. When I first fired up the game, my uh, my middle son goes, so do you have to sit through that whole intro every time you start the game? It's kind of long. Yes. And you know what, you know what I said to him? I said, you don't have to, but I'm going to because it's freaking awesome. Yep. So there's my thoughts about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. I think it's awesome by today's standards even. but yeah. uh, It's think, well put together. Yeah, totally. But imagine 1994, yeah. right? Most gamers are still playing their Sega Genesis or SNES. Nothing wrong with those consoles, but like... I mean, come on, this is a real video. This is mind-blowing stuff. This is this game was this was the first one that made me feel like this is what can, PlayStation can do more than the other gen, you know uh generations before it. Like yep. holy, like they this is this is a PlayStation game. You couldn't have done this on the Genesis. You couldn't have done this on the NES. Yeah. That was so part good. of the allure of having the CD-based games yeah. is that you could put in a lot more content film quality content yep. to some degree yeah and it was supposed to melt your mind yeah it was supposed to you know melt your face even off. at the cost of the game probably not being as good at times absolutely right? i mean twisted but, metal well right <laughs> yeah. well they took out all the videos on that one because they were so, <laughs> so bad, bad. But, right. you could, but you could tell that there was an internal push to put that type yeah. of content mm-hmm. in the games right absolutely. So, yep. it's absolutely. eye-opening stuff yeah yep so uh going back to road rash it features two game modes there's thrash mode Mm-hmm. Uh, which unfortunately doesn't feature Metallica or Megadeth or any thrash bands, which would have been nice. A right. Slayer for you. Uh, but that's a simple <laughs> arcade mode where you just pick a track and race. And then there's the much more interesting and entertaining big yeah. game mode where you can select from one of eight colorful characters, race yep. for cash, upgrade your bike, and challenge up to 25 levels. And that's the uh, uh, mode we played for uh, our playthroughs. Yeah, well, there is no other mode. They, they, exactly. You talk about this thrash mode. Who The thrash yeah. mode. It's all about the big game mode, man. <laughs> I'm uh, curious though, guys, which uh, characters did you pick in big game mode? Uh, Slim Jim. Slim Jim. <laughs> Slim Jim. Nice. All right. Snapping to Slim Jim. Uh, I picked uh, Axel, which um, I kind of okay. regretted because he has a, a weapon, but it's really slow. Okay. Strong, but slow. And I, I kind of like just punches. Every time someone stole my yeah. baton, was I was a little bit more effective. It's just a pipe, I think. Pipe yeah. or a bat, one of the two. Uh, you know what's funny for my entire life I, that well I mean this game wasn't out when I was a baby but for the <laughs> entire time this game has existed I've always chose Bose Jefferson I don't remember at this point why there was some rationale back in the 90s I have never ever played since I'm sure I experimented back then but I've never ever played with another one since so and what was fired this disc up he doesn't have a weapon yeah but he com- mm. but if I remember right he comes with a little bit more money and a better bike or something like there's it all balances mm-hmm. out you know, so like if you have a weapon, you get a little bit. I, I didn't need the weapon because I knew I could steal it off of uh, uh, either Sydney or one of the cops pretty early if I needed it. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, Punching's yeah. better, I think. Faster. And punching's better. Punching's better, except when you and we'll talk about when you get later in the game. You can't. Some of the some of the guys can punch. Uh, I think it's uh, Mike or somebody. I can punch <laughs> like like you're a punching bag. It's like boom, 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 boom. So uh, it's like well, man, last name Tyson, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> so, well, moving on. Uh, so in Road Rash, you race through several California-based locations all around here, uh, from the rolling hills of Napa Valley to the sharp right. cliffs of Pacific Highway to crowded big city streets. And during the race, you and 13 other bikers can and will do anything it takes to win. No holds barred. Yeah. You can bash each other with pipes, chains, and your fists. Uh, you can run over fallen competitors. You can also <laughs> run over bystanders, too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, little old lady. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My daughter was like, "Can you get the flag girl? Can you run over here?" So she's like, she's like pointing at people. By the way, over. I'm like, by the way, the flag girl is one of my favorite elements of this game because mm-hmm. why is there a flag girl flagging the 14th person? Right. Like, there's nobody at the the actual start line with the with the number one, but you know, she's standing at the city back by you. Like, oh, it's time for you go to go, you go, go, go last place. If you just wait for a while, she stops and just stands there. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that animation; it's pretty funny. Yeah. Until a cop comes and busts you after a while, if you just sit there <laughs> right but anyway my personal favorite uh in in all of the action in this game is kicking opponents into oncoming traffic oh it's man so fun that's good the other one like that kicking uh one of my favorite moments was i was running through the city and there was a cop on my left and he's dogging me dogging me mm-hmm. and i kicked him right into the like an alleyway into the side <laughs> of the building and the and you get the siren you know most of the time if you avoid a cop or he slides out you kind of hear the siren fade out in the background mm-hmm. but it, i kick him into the wall and you hear yes did you see like his energy meter just go dark all of a sudden that's no like it was i was an, um, among enough other people that you didn't even yeah. see it but just the sound of that the siren just dying i was like i got him <laughs> yeah well he'll leave me alone from now on right yeah, yeah. So Road Rash is not just about winning, but uh, as Justin's been describing here, it's also about surviving. Oh, yeah. And uh, to make survival even more challenging, you do have to avoid those motorcycle cops because they will bust you and end your game immediately if you crash anywhere in their vicinity. And sometimes not even in their vicinity no, for some reason. And, it just drives you crazy. And sometimes you don't even have to crash. So I got stuck against the fence uh, trying to avoid them, <laughs> and I was stopped. And it's like, yep, you're arrested. Thank you. <laughs> A little zoom out happens, and you know you're just screwed up. You're busted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and in later levels, there are even police barricades that can stop you dead in your tracks, and those things really suck. Level four and five peninsula. Oh yes. man, go down the middle slowly, or there's some ramps I think on the sides, right? Yeah, you can talk. You talk about the uh, um, that zoom out when you when you've wrecked your bike or when you are busted. Mm-hmm. It kind of does this zoom out, and you know your level's over. And there's sometimes when you're not sure if you're busted or not. Like the <laughs> cop was kind of far behind, you're kind of in front, yep. so you're like. And there's this like, as you get back to your bike, there's this tension of like, yeah, is, it gonna out of there, right? is it going to start zooming out? Is it going to start zooming out? Is it going to, damn it, it's zooming yeah, out. It's over. <laughs> it's over. There's also yeah. other ways of getting a game over, including uh, you're damaging your bike excessively. Yep. Or what happened to me way too many times to count was falling off the cliffs on that Pacific highway nice. track. Man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You didn't fall off the cliff. Someone punched you off. The yeah. cliff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I marked. So yeah. I marked in. A, I marked my entire playthrough of level five, and I marked B for busted, W for wrecked. But if I did that, I put D for drowned. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I actually would lose just standing on the beach or the cliff itself yes. or whatever it was. Right? You just well, you're close enough to the cliff, and they just say well, game over. One time I got a garbage one where I cl- I crashed into the side of like the um the tunnel, but it was mm-hmm. like just a little bit enough of the beach right where I crashed. Where it's like, oh, you're you. You've wrecked your You're entire done. bike. I'm like, thanks, oh. man. 
You coyoted yourself. You went right into the tunnel wall and you just stuck halfway <laughs> into get the wall. Wiley coyote. Yeah, that's right. Totally. Just your shape <laughs> against the wall. Yeah. Well, if you're skilled and lucky enough to place in the top three of the race, you qualify for the next race and winning five races will advance you to the next level. Uh, the better you race, the more money you earn for, to buy faster bikes. But uh, like we were talking about, wrecking your bike or getting arrested will cost you precious funds. At best, delaying your dreams of buying your fantasy bike. Or at worst, ending your road rash career. By the way, a little pro tip here. If you're trying to do like a run through where you're not continuing from save, maybe you save it, but you're not going back and redoing levels if you get busted or wrecked. Um, if you're close to getting wrecked, just get busted. Because especially, I think it, in <laughs> oh, the later levels... Um, it's twice as much money to get wrecked, to wreck your bike as it is to get busted. So just, yeah. just get wait yourself for a cop arrested. to arrest you <laughs> if you're going to, if you're about to wreck anyway. That is a pro tip <laughs> or uh, even better pro tip. Just start from your save. Like don't yeah, even just start from your doing save. that. That's crazy. Just start from talk. your save. Yeah. yeah. But that sounds like something you would do. Just be honest, Ag. You, oh, let me try to do a no, a no restart yeah. save here or run here. I've, I've aged enough playing this game. I don't need to do <laughs> oh, that. No, right. Exactly. So uh, whether you win or lose in Road Rash, each, each race ends with one of several quick video sequences showing your racer enjoying the thrills of victory or suffering pain or humiliation, like right. hitting your arm run over by another racer. Uh, yeah. There's one scene you, uh, there's another racer that spray paints a loser on the back of your of your jacket. That's right. Uh, or probably the most sad, a carload of bikers and girls wave you over to jump into their convertible. And then at the last minute, they drive <laughs> off, leaving you in the dust. Oh, how humiliating. But I, that's actually, just a good joke. But my, fa- my favorite one is the one where you're sitting there like, oh, I didn't I didn't win. And the guys come up and bolt training wheels to your bike. Oh, I don't even. I've never saw that one. Yeah, it's, a, it's fantastic. They that's like seriously <laughs> screw. And then everybody gathers around and points at you and laughs. <laughs> the, one I, the one that I saw with my daughter was there she thought it was pretty crazy was uh there's one i think when you wreck your bike and you pull out this ancient like cell phone this big brick old school cell phone and this guy just pulls up next to you and just hits you over the head with a bat bat. yes she was like oh my god it's terrible i was like well don't be using that phone on the side of the road you know that's right and and dustin uh, you've actually been to one of the locations where those some of those videos were shot i have and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit um any other favorite sequences alex that you had in this game yeah, the excessive use of uh, light blue Levi jeans and really dark leather jackets. <laughs> Pretty much the worst look, look ever made in history. I was looking mm-hmm. at some of those uh, cut scenes and I'm like, this is like like, uh, like 45-year-old guys trying to look cool. Like you could tell, like, I mean, like you know, you got, those, game. You got those jeans at Costco yeah. and, you know, that leather jacket came from like secondhand store but, or something like that. Like it doesn't even look cool. But Zach's right. I mean, like half the guy. There were some uh, apparently some uh, local motorcycle club that did some of the yeah the the stuff. But a lot of those people in the scenes are the developers mm. and and artists from the game. You can tell. <laughs> okay, guys, look really enthusiastic. You know, like jump up and down and run. They're yeah. they're also those these cutscenes are also um, tinged with a lot of things that we got away with in the '90s that mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't do now. Nowadays, 
Um, there was equal opportunity sexual harassment, I guess, right? I mean, it kind of, it yeah. kind of went both ways, but man, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty risque, nice. pretty risque. Yeah. There's the one where this dude's standing up against the a wall, and he's got this massive bulge, <laughs> and the you know, female racer comes over and grabs his belt and takes him. And there's there's scenes of people getting money shoved in their pants and different. Yeah, it's a little on what what little crazy. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> huh? Here, take Dude, me to bed or lose me forever. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell me a story. How does this story end? Yeah. We talk about know, hashtag Alex mystery. Yeah, I know. He's all, that sounds like, so, is that, was, you talking about me? Is that yeah. one of my memories? That was, a, oh, that we, was out in San Fernando Valley. Yeah, when we talk that. about the... Listen, girl stuff something in my pants. It's on. You kidding me? You give me money? Great. It's a great story. Perfect ending. Did I win the race? Sounds like a different kind of rash than road rash. <laughs> hey, hey. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. Be, try the uh, deal. Yeah. Don't forget but, uh, to dip your waiters. Yeah, but we talk about the the step up from 16 bit to this. Like this isn't stuff that we saw in earlier generations. No, and, you know, pretty crazy. No. Uh, but uh, beyond the, that, Nintendo wasn't doing this game no. for any reason. No, Princess no. Peach isn't stuffing anything no. into Mario's <laughs> jumpsuit. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, he's throwing uh, Peach over Yoshi and taking off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? How do we work Kirby into this in a very <laughs> lewd way? Let's not. Let's not <laughs> even go there. Moving on. So the game also features light strategy elements where you can schmooze and forge alliances with other racers at a biker bar called Der Panzer Club, mm -hmm. uh, which can prevent some racers from attacking you in the game. Um, huh. I didn't do this. <laughs> I was a loner. I beat up everybody, and I probably paid for that later in the game. Same. I don't know if you guys did the same. No, same. No. Exactly nope. the same. I didn't know that that was even... I didn't know the game was intelligent enough to do that. Yes. I just thought it was a waste of my time. So did I. So, so, so to, be, to be a little bit clearer about this, the schmooze, the schmooze is more of a, of a report. It doesn't... You can't do anything in there that changes it, but what you, your, your actions in the race are reflected in the schmooze screen. So when you go there, you talk to four or five racers, and you can mm -hmm. tell there's three, there's three different kind of poses that they'll have depending on how um, they are with you. And so when you start off, you can see already who's your friend. Um, like before, when you put the first level in, see who's your friend. Because some races are like Bose, the guy is... Uh, Milwaukee John is always his buddy to start the game. And so I never attack Milwaukee John until <laughs> level five Pacific Highway. He never attacks me. So, really? yeah. This guy. So you oh. find who your guys, your friends are, and you leave them alone. And if you accidentally hit them with a pipe during a, game, a race, you start that race over. Because any of your friends, you never want to piss them off. Just wow. leave them alone. Um, but you can tell where friendships. you're at with people. Yeah, yeah. you can tell where you're at no with people. Idea. I had no yeah. idea that that was a thing. So if, like, by mid-level three... Sydney was getting madder and madder at me, and by yeah, by level four, Sydney was after me every race because I had kept beating the crap out of her. Not to uh -huh. get too much into that, but I wonder if at, by the time you get to level five, if any of that matters, or yes. just uh, that yes. it actually matters. Hundred percent matters because wow. John and I, John and I would be racing neck and neck for fourth, and he's not doing anything to me. Whereas uh -huh. Sydney, who if you go back to the screen, she's all pissed off at me. She's coming after me. She's flitting around me with her chain or whatever and trying to get me. So no, it matters. Wow. I well, think I guess that's I screwed myself up. Tip. I have no, I had no yeah. idea that was yeah. a thing. Interesting. But I will say though, by level five, no matter what you've done, at least half the ricers are going after you anyway. But mm -hmm. it's at least not three quarters of them <laughs> if you do well, it right. I should have uh, started a bromance with Milwaukee John. Apparently, yes. Well, I mean, yes. But I said why? Because half the, because most of the game's just fun being everyone up. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's just true. But it's the fun of my, 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 my tips to make though. friends. All right. I'm in it to 
to win uh, trophies and uh, get girls to give me money after I win. <laughs> but I will say, the, just to, to, to button this up, do not, do not punch anybody the first two levels is my tip. Don't touch a single nah, person the first two punch levels. Punch everyone. Because <laughs> Go it, for it. It, it catches up with you quick. All right. Anyway. So moving on to the music of, thanks for that tip. Uh, moving on to the music of Road Rash. Uh, the game took advantage of the CD format to bring popular music to the Road Rash series for the first time. The game featured 16 tracks from six alternative bands, including Soundgarden, Paw, Swerve Driver, <laughs> Therapy. Therapy? Has a question mark in their Therapy? name. Therapy? Uh, Monster Magnet and Hammerbox. Uh, <laughs> and Dustin, you're a, you're a big Paw fan, aren't you? Oh, oh you know it. Uh, but not as big as the apparently the developers are writers of the manual and we've had some really goofy manual copy uh mm -hmm. in this podcast in the past but let me read you the blur they put blurbs on each of the bands in the 3do manual and they're all bad but the mm -hmm. paw one is is just ridiculous so here you go imagine if ernest hemingway was in a punk rock band or even better yet imagine if aerosmith wrote the great american novel can't do it well, maybe you should listen to Paw to get a few ideas on how to mix bone-crunching rock with passion-drenched short stories. What? what? <laughs> so as someone who, over a long period of time, wrote band bios for several bands that I'd been in, um, none of those were very good, but that one is effing awful. Like, that one is the worst thing I've ever heard. And Oh, oh, oh wow. it also says Paw pa are simply one of the best hard rock, hard love, hard life bands around what? today. Hard, what? Was the... it hard life, hard love? Yeah. Hard rock, hard love, hard life. <sighs> it makes me not want to, it makes me hate the band. Just like reading that makes me hate them. Like, Huh. Wow. Someone got paid to get that in there. Some, somebody, somebody was paid. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not by the word uh, to write that. Wow, Sheesh. that's uh, that's amazing. No, they uh, yeah. Well, whoever whoever got uh, Soundgarden into this uh, album, the uh, record company said, "Hey, since you know, you're into Soundgarden, we have a couple of other bands who yeah need some help." Wink, wink. Put these yeah. guys in your uh, video game. These guys need no you. introduction. Yeah. Paw. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the Soundgarden one's not great either. Music is the most honest and brutal expression of the individual spark that some call soul and others call madness. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. It's not that anyway, bad, but I think it's a little, little much. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I did out of all these bands. I know Soundgarden, obviously, was a Soundgarden right. fan. Uh, I did have a therapy record called Trouble Gum back in the 90s that had a couple of good songs. Yeah. That's about it. And, well, I, I guess Monster Magnet got some M MTV. Oh, and Mo back Monster in the day, Magnet got some play. Right. But yeah, Swerve Driver, Paul Hammerbox. Sorry, guys. Nope. Uh, so moving on here, the big get, obviously, for Road Rash music wise was Soundgarden. Uh, and apparently, series producer and designer Randy Breen, he was a Soundgarden fan, and he pitched the idea of having the band in the game to AM Records. That was Sound Soundgarden's label. Now, AM initially passed on the pitch as they weren't familiar with the 3DO. I mean, who was back right. then? Uh, but luckily for EA, Soundgarden were fans of earlier Road Rash games. And I, I looked this up and it's pretty cool. It's very true that they had actually played Road Rash games on their tour bus. They were so big they fans were, of Road Rash. They were a hashtag Genesis bus hole? They were. <laughs> wow. They were. <laughs> Man. Um, so Soundgarden agreed to be in the game. And the, uh, that eventually, like um, Alex, you were saying, that eventually led other A&M artists walking in that open door. Oh, being there you in. go. 
Yeah. Paw. Paw. Let me introduce you to Paw. Therapy? Therapy? I don't know. (laughs) Therapy? Wow. Hammer box, where you put your hammer, right? That's right. I mean, that's where Mm -hmm. I put my hammer in a box. I don't Uh, think that's what they mean. (laughs) No? no? I'm pretty sure it's an innuendo. Oh, Mm. okay. That one totally passed me by. Stupid. Right. Hammer box. That's, that's very dirty. I'm disappointed. I expected more out of you, Hammerbox. Listen, you should have nailed it, man. I don't know. <laughs> What's a monster magnet then? What's uh, same thing. <laughs> same thing. Oh, you know what? It probably could be the same thing. Gosh, the 90s are obsessed with that kind of stuff. Anyway. And what were, was the, so therapy doesn't work in that therapy? scenario, though. Therapy? Maybe well, that's the after effects. Right. Maybe. A little therapy? Hmm? Uh, well, now uh, Soundgarden and the other band's music plays in the game menu and some of the video sequences, but you don't get that music in the actual game. Right. Now, the in-game music was credited to composer Don Vika or Vecca, and the in-game music is similar to what we experienced when we uh, did Twisted Metal for an earlier episode, where music's very subdued, doesn't distract from the racing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you yeah. get two very distinct musical experiences in this game. Yeah, I mean, the one thing going for that Sega CD version, in a sense, is that that version had, like, the licensed music in the game. But really, when I think about it, like, I think I would really would have gotten sick of listening to the licensed music so much. These tracks go, some of the later tracks go 15, 18 minutes long, and you're just racing, 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 um, and having to listen to the same tracks over and over again during that time, during, like, a two-hour playthrough... I kind of I'm I'm kind of happy that it had this kind of just background music it was like you said kind of subdued it was just there it didn't really distract from anything I, I think that was better yeah the music was interesting too like there's one track I remember that sounds like a outtake from Seinfeld where it's just got this like slap bass <laughs> it's, you know it's it's really crazy nice well uh, while we're talking about the sound um, can we talk quickly about that engine sound in this game. <laughs> Like, why is it so damn loud? I mean, in general, it's loud when you're racing, but when you start the race, when everyone's like right. revving before you begin, it's like the loudest thing you've ever heard. It's like twice <laughs> as loud as the damn game. It's insane. Yeah, I fired it up one night, one you know, late night, wife and kids are in bed, just go out in the living room, put it, put the like sound garden comes on, a sound garden, you know, rusty cage song. So I put mm-hmm. that at what I think is a reasonable volume. I get into my playthrough, I'm going through the menus, and then I get to the track, and it's like, is there a real motorcycle in in our living room? It's like, it is so, I had my TV at level four, four, like, to get people to even just play this game at night. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Um, Fix that, please. There's actually a glitch in the game. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, Every, I don't know, 20 races or something, I would uh, get into a situation where it was only that sound like over and over while I was racing. Like looped. Just, yeah, it was so I, I had I one time, over immediately. I had one time that that happened and it was my best run ever on Pacific Highway. And I was like, how do I duplicate that everywhere else? Nope. Like, how do I mess it up? But yeah. Well, Road Rash's a blend of illegal racing and head bashing action was well received by critics and gamers. Yeah. Uh, the original 3DO release was recognized in EGM's 1994 Video Game Awards winning best driving game. Uh, should it be best writing game, I guess. I don't know. Uh, best music in a CD-based game and best 3DO game of 1994. Well, there you go. Um, High praise there, right? I was going to say we can reuse the joke we, uh, we we gave in our Bonk episode. It's probably the only 3DO game of the uh, 3DO game of 1994. <laughs> this is the yeah. 3DO game of 1994. Uh, and Game Fan Magazine awarded Road Rash 1994 driving slash racing game of the year. There you go. So it uh, did did well back then. The PlayStation port, however, would take a little heat from critics as it made only minor graphical improvements over the original game. 
despite uh, it coming to uh, the PlayStation a couple years after the 3D release. Yeah. Um, couldn't find exact sales figures for Road Rash 3 2-bit, but the PlayStation version did get a greatest hits release. So that says something. There also p- pretty well. Yep. Um, as for the legacy of Road Rash, there were several sequels that hit after Road Rash 32-bit, including 1998's Road Rash 3D on the PlayStation. That one focused a little bit more on pure racing. No idea why. Weird. Um, yeah, it um, was like the first like true 3D Road Rash. Um, I did play that game too. It's, it's pretty fun. It's good. Uh, it's also 1999's Road Rash 64 for the N64. That one looks like a lot of fun. It's just over-the-top goofy and all that kind of stuff, so you should hmm. check that out. Uh, and in 2000, we got Road Rash Jailbreak uh, on the PlayStation. Tonight, there's going to be a jailbreak. jailbreak. Somewhere uh, in, in this, this town. town. Right. Uh, don't Was it Don't You Fool Around or Mess Around? That's right. Remember. Don't You Fool uh, Around. At, yeah. so that now game, you're messing me up. I know. <laughs> I know. We're one of those people that can't finish lyrics. We just know the <laughs> chorus. That's it. Uh, so that game, uh, Jailbreak, was also ported to the Game Boy Advance in 2003. Uh, but sadly, those were the last significant Road Rash releases, and the franchise has since run out of gas. Womp womp. You're welcome. Uh, we've only had news of a canceled 2006 sequel. There was a 2009 mobile game, which didn't really do anything. And there was also a failed Kickstarter from uh, Dan Geisler. He was a designer on the original Road Rash. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's that's about it for Road Rash. Um, if you do have an itch to play something like Road Rash on modern consoles, you may want to check out Road Redemption. That game came out in 2014. It's on Steam, PS4, and Switch. Heavily, heavily influenced by Road Rash. I think even the developer said that was like Road Rash was one of his favorite games. Yeah. Uh, reviews on Road Redemption are mixed, however, but you know, might be a good enough, you know, pick up and play, you know, bash the other guy racing kind of game if you if you're into okay. that kind of thing. But uh, maybe one day we'll get another true entry into the Road Rash series, or maybe even a modern remake. That seems to be the you know the, the rage these days. That's right. Uh, so I got to ask you guys: Would you rather see a remake of this game that we played, or a brand new Road Rash title? But you, Alex? Um, probably a uh, remake. Yeah. Yep, yeah. This one. Yeah, a remake a la multiplayer. Oh yeah, that would be cool. I want that. How about yeah. if we got one that had also like the uncompressed, you know, um, video sequences, like high quality versions of the sequences? Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool too. I yeah. wouldn't even mind like a, a, a more updated one with a di- with a different rock soundtrack, like a newer updated one. Like there was a yeah. Muse song I was listening to the other day. I can't remember which one now, but it's like, oh, I could totally hear this in Road. I mean, I had Road Rash on the brain, so everywhere I looked was Road Rash. But <laughs> uh, but I was like, oh, I could totally hear this song in Road Rash. So it could even be an updated rock soundtrack or anything. But yeah, I'd I'd like to see a just. Just make give me some uh, uh, ray tracing and lens flare and let's go. There you go. <laughs> I'm I'm in that camp too, minus the lens uh, flare. Uh, <laughs> I would like to see like an upgraded version of this road rash with maybe yeah. like upgrade your bike like parts. Yes. And parts. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh my even, god. You know, even more like lean into the characters a bit more. Different right. places, different bars. Like you could really kind of go bars. crazy. Yeah. 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 And quicker menus. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Leave the menus the same. Yeah. I quicker load and save times. Yeah. Right. My God. <laughs> if I gotta have to do this after every race, can I do it in less than twenty five minutes? Please? My first when I first put the game, my first thought was like, is something broken? Like, do I like have a corrupted memory card or something? I don't yeah. Know. I did freeze the game by accidentally not forgetting that I had just loaded one and then trying to load it again. And it was like, what? Wait, no, I already have this in memory. What did you do? And I totally had to reset. Double loader. 
(laughs) (laughs) Shut it down. Shut it down. All right, that wraps up the history segment. And now to help us learn more about the game, here are five ridiculously interesting facts. Ridiculously interesting facts. Road rash. There you go. Uh, Number one, with a quick series of button presses, you can turn road rash into run rash. (laughs) That's right. If you press L1, R1, and up while stopped, you can dismount and run around the track freely. Uh, And if you have a lot of patience, you can actually run all the way to the finish line to complete the race. Um, As listener at Evan Nixon type four shared, it's technically your body that registers the finish line, not your bike. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys did this, but I'm sure, you know, players have crashed their bike like near the finish line and you just have to like run across the finish. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I did that a couple of times. I had had, had one where I, I, yeah, finished 11th in the air. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Number two, uh, EA rented a Ducati motorcycle to use for motion capture and the video sequences in the game. Everything was going great until guess what? They wrecked the bike. Yeah. Wah, wah. Uh, So Road Rash executive producer Randy Breen was riding the bright red Ducati. And at some point, (laughs) he hit the uh, brakes too hard and he laid the bike down. Serves him right. (laughs) right, Yeah. Uh, The damage prevented EA from being able to return the rental bike. So the Ducati, damage and all, was then used for promoting the game at trade shows. And now it sits in the lobby at EA headquarters. Yeah, and uh, even uh, right. last the last year, Dustin and I were able to see the bike in person, and uh, we posted some of those pics on Twitter. So you can go to our Twitter and check them out. Yeah, and there's cool. some other cool pics. I think we still have to share mm-hmm. from that from that trip too. Uh, it was really cool to see a little bit of slice uh, race slice of uh, gaming history, not just a road rash, but I mean EA was part of a lot of our childhood. With they, they had the EA Sports Four Tap, they had one of those sitting there, you know, yep. like so. Really cool stuff we'll share, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you can you still got the damage on the bike, still got yep. the the rash on the helmet. It's v- pretty interesting yeah. to see. I didn't see. I read an article um, or a blog or something where somebody was saying you could see the damage in the game in some of the sequences, like they were shot later in sequence. I didn't see that myself, but no. perhaps they're in there. Um, I just think it was cool, like it, that. That's the bike. Like they used right. that bike for motion capture, so that's technically the road rash bike. If you want to see the real there deal, you, you can go there. Um, and I'm curious if like Randy Breen was just doing some kind of method acting, like, no, 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 to get the vibe of Road Rash right, like I really have to get Road Rash, like you know, we gotta really right. wreck a bike. <laughs> Classic. It's such like an executive producer thing, like, yeah. to do. I'm gonna ride. Like, oh, the who are we gonna that. get to ride this bike? Oh, I don't know, like a professional uh, motorcycle. No, 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 no. I got it. <laughs> I can do that. that. Right, guys. I'm, I'm a good. Yeah. I I just learned how to, I ride on the weekends. And looking oh, okay, at those, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Randy's gonna take care of it, guys. Right, and I'm sure there was no drinking at all during those those sequences yeah, in that right. filming. Right, yeah. none. And it, here comes Randy in his uh, bright blue jeans and uh, <laughs> brand new leather jacket. He looks so cool. And Ducatis are not cheap motorcycles. Even back then, this is probably tens of thousands of dollars a bike that he uh, he jacked up and they had to pay for. Oopsie. Yeah, but they got. Way to go, Randy! Good job, Randy. Randy. He randied it. Yeah. Number three. So speaking of those video sequences, the biker bar shots were filmed at a real bar called Applejack's in La Honda, California, up here in Northern California, like Santa Cruz Mountains ish. Uh, So while I was playing the game, I noticed there was a sign that just said Applejack's, and I was like, "Well, is that a real place?" I looked it up, and sure enough, I was. I, I not only found the place, I was blown away to find out that it's actually still open. And it looks like pretty much the same it did 27 That's years right. ago. Yep. Dustin, you and I got talking and wanted to go out there. I got stuck at work, but you actually made it out there and had a couple of beers, right? Yeah, yeah. How did that go? 
it was really really cool so i i managed to walk in there pretty much right after they opened uh, i was chatting up with a bartender i was like you probably heard this before but i'm here because of a little game called road rash and he said yep yep turned out the bartender was actually a big retro gaming fan uh we got into quite a bit of conversations about uh different games and and uh I, this place is is up in the hills it was 45 minute drive for me and um it used to be it was originally a blacksmith it was like from the late 1800s early 1900s and and for a long time had a historical designation that's why um it looks pretty much the same because they couldn't change anything Hmm. apparently according to the bartender they lost the historical designation because they had to fix some termite rot or whatever but (laughs) point being it's pretty pristine to what it was but yeah it was originally a blacksmith's place it's been a, a bar since like 1920 or something like that um very cool place Seemed like really cool people there. It's kind of a mix of a, not really even a biker's bar, but bikers go there because it's a nice drive. Um, but really like local, everybody else in there was just a local. Everybody was super cool, uh, super welcoming. I highly recommend any Bay Area people pop up there. They're doing barbecue on the weekends. They were struggling during this whole, you know, pandemic thing. Just recently reopened those doors. Um, take that drive up uh, up 84 and 35 and check it out. And uh, it's really cool. And I'm so so glad I went. It was just kind of neat to be I'm right here, man. I'm yeah, right here where where uh, yeah. where they filmed it. I can even you know check out the angles. It's the same. Here's the tree that those road re- those redwoods are. Nobody's chopped those down. It's the same trees that the the. There's that one sequence where the guy almost crashes into the trees and the crowd has to clear the way. It's like that was right here. So a little bit of uh, road rash nostalgia is really cool that to is check it out. Cool. That's pretty cool. Go there and tell them Dustin sent you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look that for the bartender's name was Jake. Super cool dude. I'm giving him a shout out. Awesome. He said he was going to listen to the podcast. So Jake, if you're listening, hey, Jake. you were awesome. So uh, thank you so much for your hospitality and I'll see you again. I'm Dustin, saying, Dustin yeah. you've earned your free beers now. That's yes. right. <laughs> Congratulations. You've earned your leather jacket. And if anybody, fo- if anybody right. follows us on Twitter, you'll know I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm always going for the, the free beers. So There you go. <laughs> and uh, number four, earlier we talked about the canceled uh, 2006 Road Rash sequel. You can see what appears to be demo footage from the game on YouTube. Uh, this footage was apparently posted in 2007 by 3D artist Kevin Connolly, who worked on some other EA games like the Need for Speed franchise. Now, there's some debate whether or not the, the footage is 100% from the canceled game. Uh, but if it is, I think the game was already looking awesome, in my opinion. So, like, the unfinished footage has, like, really large bikes. There's hand-to-hand combat. It even shows, like, the two, like, bikers grappling each other, like, to try mm. to pull each other off the bikes. There's, like, nitro, so you can see, like, boost of speed. Um, so, yeah, the speed feel is there. The fighting is there. And it looks like they were off to a really good start. And I guess they got caught up in some studio closure or consolidation or something. Oh. But, yeah, it's a real bummer. And that uh, makes me want a new game for sure. All right. And number five. So back in 1993, you could have probably bought a used motorcycle for what it would cost to buy a 3DO with Road Rash. <laughs> yeah. uh, the 3DO system retailed at launch for 700 bucks, and that would be roughly $1,300 in today's money. Crazy. Uh, it's not even considering the cost of buying like Road Rash game or other titles at full price. Just expensive, super expensive. Yeah. Um, and in case you're wondering why EA would gamble on releasing a sequel to one of their top franchises on a crazy expensive system from a new gaming brand, well, the reason I found out is pretty simple. Yeah. The 3DO company was founded by Trip Hawkins, and he also founded Electronic Arts. There you go. So, in fact, Hawkins transitioned from EA to focus on the 3DO, and unfortunately, it wasn't a successful bet as the 3DO would only sell 2 million units and would be discontinued in just two 
short years. Yeah. I mean, but the 3DO was an interesting kind of concept uh, that you don't really see nowadays. Uh, because it was more of a specification than an actual console. There, That's there right. was the original made and branded by Panasonic, but I remember seeing one by Gold Star as well. There was there was different ones mm-hmm. out there, so it was really just like you had to you can make a CD based system that was able to play 3DO games. It wasn't like this one console. It was a really interesting kind of like I said concept that you don't really see nowadays. He licensed out that technology. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. was a money grab. Is yeah. what he was he was going for. Right. Okay, well, that was five ridiculously interesting facts about Road Rash. Hope you guys learned something. All right. Thank you, Zach. And once more, I'd like to give thanks to our buddy, the podcast archivist, Guillermo, for his help with the research on this one. Uh, A little peek behind the curtain here. I thought for sure researching a game for the mid-90s would be a ton easier than ones from the early 80s. Yeah, I was wrong. So thanks again, G, for helping (laughs) us get this one rocking. Uh, yeah, it was, it was strangely difficult to get info on this game, and, uh, and uh, we wouldn't have had so much cool stuff if it wasn't for his help. So totally. moving on from that, let's talk about our memories of playing Road Rash back in the day. Uh, I know Alex doesn't have much, or if any, so Zach, let's uh, start with you here. What do you remember about Road Rash? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to experience the 3DO as a new system back yeah. in the early 90s. Um, I had one friend, my friend David, that had a 3DO and uh, he's actually the same guy that I talked about in our Bonks Adventure episode that had the Turbo Graphics and Turbo Graphics CD. Mm-hmm. So he was a he was a lucky kid. Rich. <laughs> yes, yeah, he was, rich. That was my rich friend, I guess. I will have yeah. all the CD based yes. game systems. He even had his own like game room like it was one of those like separate freestanding like shed type things in the backyard. Was he, so he, was was just, he an like, only seven. child? Uh, no, he was not. No. Wow. <laughs> Impressed. It does, sound, yeah. does sound like it, though, doesn't That's it? That's usually how it works, right? He just yeah. had all the toys, all of them. Uh, so I don't remember what games he had, but I do remember seeing full motion video for the first time. Yeah. Like we talked about just being like, what am like blown away? What am I watching here? Is this a movie? Is it? Yeah. You know, this is crazy. I was still playing my NES and then Super Nintendo at home. So, um, but yeah, we don't see, like we talked about, we don't see huge advances in gaming like we did back then i don't think yeah i mean to yeah. go from you know side-scrolling mario to like that video that's a huge huge leap in technology yep um so yeah so i was kind of front and center when the 3do came out and then for road rash specifically i had this game on the playstation i played it like crazy in my 20s and i just remember road rash being like like a cocktail of like some of my favorite things about video games like i love racing games i love fighting games it's got loud rock music. It was edgy. I just, yeah, I remember being all about it and just played it to death. Yeah. Um, so I was excited to revisit it when we uh, decided to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about on this podcast a bit before um, how much I love this game and how much I used to play it. And and really this game kind of, you know, it was, it. I had it on the Genesis, uh, the original one. Um, and then this kind of hit me in the sweet spot when I was moving out of my parents' house. I was just out of high school, getting my own you know stuff together, getting my jobs together. So this PlayStation, original PlayStation, and then and then ninety six ish was it right? The Nintendo sixty four came out. Those were kind of my first two independent consoles from from leaving home. I've got my own stuff now. I'm gonna have a PlayStation and a, and, a, and then eventually an Nintendo sixty four within the next year. So like this was one of the first like Dustin's on his own as a quote unquote bachelor. I was never really a bachelor. It was never that cool, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I've got my own game system. I can play it whenever I want. I don't have the parents telling me things. And so this game, man, 
I played the ever-loving crap out of it because it was like, I'm not, I'm not living at home and I can do whatever I want kind of mm-hmm. things. So, and, you know, and that, and as you guys remember, like that mid nineties, like all, we were so much into alternative rock music and, oh, and absolutely. Sound, the Soundgarden, this kind of drove me into knowing, getting more into who Soundgarden was and, and uh, going back and buying Bad Motor Finger and all that stuff. I had, yeah. I had uh, their later albums, um, but I hadn't actually gotten Bad Motor Finger, so I went back and bought that. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, I love this game so much, and I'm so – I was this, this uh, yeah, I'm so happy you with You push for it. You push for it. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to our listeners' memories of Road Rash. Thank you to everyone who shared a memory on our socials. Here are just a few of my favorites. Brian, the retro game bro, said, uh, I was at Walmart with my dad when they were setting up the demo for the 3DO and Road Rash. I never saw anything so cool in my life. I wanted it so bad. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> similar experience here. And I, I was thinking, I think we all have at least one memory of being blown away by like a store demo. Yeah. Right. Like the one that always comes to mind for me was Mario 64. I That's was like, a great what? One. Like I can go anywhere. Like what is happening? That's a great one. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine was probably Tetris even on the Game Boy, even though that's silly. It's not like the biggest tech, but I was like, it's a portable game. I can walk around mm-hmm. with this. It has battery. Whoa. I don't have to connect it to the TV. That was probably mine. Well, Alex, you have one that you, comes to mind? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we set him up. Yeah. Oh, set him up and knock him down. Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> so oh man okay uh, <laughs> our next listener memory then uh at maskist uh one morning my brother and i were making masks he poked me in the eye with a pen ouch. i had some pretty bad scratches and had to wear a patch with goo on it for a week road rash is the game we played while waiting to go to the doctors that sucked <laughs> That's a great memory. Wow. I mean, not a great memory for you, but uh, that was a <laughs> that's a pretty good one, I think. Yeah. Um, at the Retro Bear Den said, uh, I have so many great memories of playing Road Rash. I loved the Genesis games. My dad eventually bought a 3DO and a copy of Road Rash, and I was blown away. Nothing was better than punching someone off a bike while listening to Soundgarden. I mean, technically, in the PlayStation and 3DO versions, you couldn't <laughs> listen to Soundgarden at the same. But, you know, we'll... we'll We'll let that one fly. He had it on his disc man while he that's was playing right. the game. Let's be real. I, hopefully it was his yellow sport man, disc man. Oh, right? that's right. Oh, my God. I can see the logo right now. That that's right. Thing. That's right. Wow. <laughs> At Game Balls. Uh, fun. <laughs> Wait, memory. what? Is that right? Game, game Balls. It, it's B-O-L-S, but I would pronounce that balls, right? Oh, okay. All right. Um, fun. <laughs> caught me off guard. Sorry. <laughs> At Game Balls. Okay. Okay, anyway. I thought I, I thought it was Alex over there yeah. <laughs> triggering him. Uh, fondest memory is that my mom played the game the most compared to us. She would choose Sydney and then play the Sierra Nevada stage over and over again until she got enough cash to get a new motorcycle. She uh, also didn't punch any riders at all. She was anti-violence. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. Well, that's a smart strategy, I'm telling you, yep. the first couple of levels. Yep. Mom um, knows how to grind. You know, in that game. Wow. <laughs> in that wow. Game. We are, we are moving on. I, I apologize, Game Balls. Um, <laughs> SNES is life. Wait, over game Ball's on. mom knows how to grind. Okay, <laughs> let's just move on. Now. Moving on. SNES is, is life over on Instagram <laughs> said, my friend introduced me to the series on his Sega. I was a Nintendo kid. Obviously, SNES is life. I hope so. Um, we played the hell out of it. This version being the last one we played together. We spent so much time, and it also kindled a real love for the 90s alt-rock scene. Heck yeah. It's because of Paw. 
There you go. <laughs> exactly. With the Ernest Hemingway of rock bands. Uh, subtitle. Right there. Sub- <laughs> <laughs> or the Ernest Hemingway of podcasts. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, at Bully071078. My fondest memory of Road Rash was getting in the zone. That feeling you can go at full speed, weaving in and out of the traffic, and you know you and the bike are one. It's hard to explain, but you know it when you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. You do. That only happened to me every like 25 races or so. But yes, you do. <laughs> I remember that feeling. <laughs> and when you're in the zone, you're going to get out of the zone real quick when you get kicked by somebody or whatever. Right. Hated right. that. You're in the zone for like eight miles. You're doing so perfect. And then right. one little dang mistake or someone oh, flies man. by and it's all, it's just done. The eight miles is, is one thing, but the 14 mile getting busted one is like mm-hmm. the, is the throw the controller moment. Worst. <laughs> and to finish up our uh, listener memories here at Sin Species, our uh, buddy Brian said, I got to see the game being played in Hyper Magazine's office when it first dropped. We were absolutely amazed to see the film clips to the soundtrack as a bonus disc. The, that soundtrack, along with the art style, the cutscenes, and intermission clips, truly made it a memorable game. 100%. That Very awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. Brian got to see some cool stuff back then when he was you know, working for Sega. And, yep. And uh, yeah, lucky guy. Lucky guy. All right. Now let's talk about the playthrough the Retro Game Guys did here over the past couple weeks. Um, I'm going to just kind of open the floor up here for discussion. I want to hear your thoughts about Road Rash. What do you thought... Uh, about it alex fun hard w- w- give me your give me your thoughts here break it down for me uh, i thought it was a fun game i thought it was a great game uh i thoroughly enjoyed it i could see why you loved this game as a kid yeah um awesome. as i was playing it uh, uh a couple things hit me i was like okay if i was a young adult um i could definitely see myself buying a case of uh, beer and getting some uh smoking some devil's lettuce <laughs> and uh and totally devil's zoning out <laughs> Devil's for about you know eight to twelve hours person. between the hours of uh, <sighs> ten p.m. and six a.m. Yeah. and uh, just literally like zone out. And this game, I think, was is perfect for that type of gameplay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like like you said, as you get long uh, further in the game, some of these stages take eleven minutes. It yeah. takes a long time to finish one of these stages, right? And you could get the the thousand yard stare in this game. A much better racing dynamics than in Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. like like head and shoulders above and so you could definitely see how this game could sort of grip you and suck you in because it just sort of just sort of feels good this game was uh well made put together yeah. and uh one other thing i have to say that uh, some of the cutscenes from the bar remind me of this bar um in la uh, <laughs> in la Alex yeah LA. called Hashtag. sports harbor on the corner of washington and lincoln it no longer exists it mm. closed down a couple years ago but um some of the scenes where you're saving the game and, and it's you in the bathroom and and mm-hmm. just just the way it was illustrated, um, that illustration I I could smell that picture. Yeah, yeah, not, totally, it, totally. Not, not in a good way because <laughs> uh, this bar was like notorious. Like it, it all, the bathrooms always smelled like bleach. They had a trough for a urinal with like ice cubes in it and stuff like that. And so it was definitely a place <laughs> oh, where no, you yeah yeah where you'd want to just. You don't take a first date there. Let's no. just say that. Or a um, second. Or but a you fifth. could definitely get ripped there and they had some great games and shuffleboard. <laughs> and so for me, that vibe, yeah. this the game d- sort of hit lots of like gamer markers. Like, yeah. And I get drunk and stoned and play this game. Yes. Would I enjoy doing that? <laughs> yes. Does it remind me of cool things, you know, that I used to do when right. I was younger? Yes. So, I mean, for me, this game just hit every mark and you could beat up people. The only thing okay. that was missing for me is a multiplayer version. Yeah, for sure. 
So Alex, how would you say the challenge for this game was for you then? Was it a was it's it great. a difficult game? Kind of perfect. Well, yeah, it was it was, uh, it was easy, it was forgiving. Yeah. Um it was a game where uh similar to um some of the racing games we played where you don't really have to drive the the motorcycle uh too diligently to be able to complete the, some of the stages. You definitely don't want to oversteer, especially you in those early ones. You don't want to oversteer, definitely. yeah. And, yeah. and uh, like I said, it's, it's very forgiving, and it was just a fun play. So, I mean, I, um, I'm going to say, really if, with Alex's opinion here, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I might have gotten further in the game than him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you, does, did any certain track stick out for you as like maybe being way easier than the other ones or way, even way harder yeah, than Napa, the other ones? Napa was, was the Napa. easiest one, Napa but is, I enjoyed um pacific highway the best so I interesting i have found a list yeah. online that had ranked some internet people had ranked the 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 tracks from easiest to hardest and they put napa valley second behind sierra nevada i'll tell you napa valley is hands sierra down nevada? the easiest oh absolutely track. not even yeah. close you could just fly and yeah. and low risk right there's fewer cars you get the visibility is better yeah totally i never better. other than a other than a couple of screw-ups here and there i've never like I'll tell you my percentages in a bit here of how many, how many times I finished tracks. Sierra Nevada is 100%. I mean, sorry, uh, uh, Napa. Napa Valley is 100%. It's the easiest track. Um, so yeah, I, I grinded on Napa a lot, but to get that I enjoyed bike. Pacific Highway. Yeah, okay. Most. Yeah. Obviously didn't get all the way in the game there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pacific right? It's not a sentence that I think any of the rest of us would no, say. No, no, no. Um, but with all that, Alex, would you play this game again? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. All right, Zach, let's move over to you. Uh, give us a little bit about your uh, your uh, playthrough here. So, Alex, I'm right there with you with the the smell of those yeah. bars and venues. I spent right. many, oh, many, yeah. many, many years in let's those venues. Look it up. Sports Harbor. <laughs> you look at some of those pictures, you could smell the picture. Dude, what, came, what came to mind when you were talking about that was the the old Cactus Club in San Jose, California. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Did, they have, you know, did they have tile floors or carpeted floors? Oh, disgusting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Carpeted, carpeted well, floors. I always think carpeted of the Cactus floors Club. that look like they've been run over by a million oh. times with a hundred different uh, pairs of feet. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. hideous. But yeah. I've, I've been in you know my share of, of horrible venues, you know, uh, horrible smelling venues over the years. But the Cactus Club for a period of time used to have in the bathroom, one of the urinals was ripped off the wall and they just yes. had a big hole in the wall. Yes. And nice. people would just go to the bathroom in the hole. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was like the thing. You just pee in the hole. And it, yeah, it was. Yeah, just, that's a place was, where you walk in and you could smell the bathroom as soon yeah. as you walk in. Yeah. yeah. We'll go into my play, going to my playthrough. So when we, we picked Road Rash for the pod, like I hadn't played it in several years and like, I was actually worried that it wouldn't hold up, like especially mm. after we played Twisted Metal. Right, it's like I'm right. not a good I'm point. not a fan of early 3D graphics. Like I'm just I don't like What's a, a lot of PlayStation point. games. We went back and we played Twisted Metal. It was not great. Um, and then yeah. I recently went back and played the first Resident Evil game. That's another like top five game of mine. And I was actually like horrified at how badly that game aged. Mm. Um, the remakes are great. I love the later Resident Evil games, uh, you know, the takes of the first, the retakes of the first game. But that original PlayStation version of Resident Evil, just the, I couldn't get past the graphics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was worried that Road Rash would not hold up. But thankfully, after playing Road Rash again, I'm happy to say that like I think this game totally holds up, Completely. especially in in the graphics department. Yeah, it's not great, but I love the fact that they, especially in, in I forgot what levels they are, but in those downtown 
areas, they kind of mask the city and the, the peninsula. Yeah, the city and peninsula, they mask the the pop-up that usually happens in graphics by putting in a lot of twists and turns yeah. so that the visible distance isn't so long where they have to have a lot of pop-ups. So that's a really neat little trick they used. The sound is great. And even the controls, like there's no analog controls. I kept reaching for like the analog yeah, yeah, sticks yeah, yeah. on my PS1 controller. Um, they weren't there. Um, but even without those analog controls, the game plays, you know, really great. Um, if I had one complaint about this game at, at all, it would just be the, the, the money aspect of the game. Because I felt like I shouldn't have to grind like 20 or more times in a row to buy a decent bike. I should be able to play it, you know, play the game outright and just keep advancing. To me, this game felt like it was a version, like a racing version of Dragon Warrior, where you're just grinding all the time to actually have fun. So I just, like you were talking about earlier, okay. got on Napa Valley, did it 20 or so times, and went from there. Yeah. Um, and actually, in my saved game, when I when I revisited the game, I had this situation where it was like a catch 22, where I was on level four, and I needed a uh, I needed more money to get a, a bike to compete because my bike just would get blown away every race, no matter what I did. Yeah. But I couldn't win to get money to buy a better bike. So it was this weird catch 22 that like I win 500 bucks for winning, like in, placing in top five, whatever. And then I would crash once and lose thousands. So mm. you just can't advance. So that was my only gripe of this game where like it probably relied a little bit too much on grinding. But okay. um, end to end though, excellent game. If you love racing games and fighting games, you have to play this game. What would you say for a challenge on this game? How was the challenge for you overall? Um, a breeze till about the halfway point. Yeah. Um, got four was pretty hard. Took me a few tries in each level. Um, but you know, level five, just the last Pacific highway on level five was probably the hardest challenge that we've ever played on this podcast. I mean, taking, taking away like, you know, maybe battle toads and, the later zombies ain't my neighbors levels that are like so insanely difficult, but like this was probably the hardest one that like was in the realm of possibility. I'll say right. if that makes sense. Right. That I knew like I like I knew I can beat this. It's just gonna take years off my life right. to do it, and yes. that just my god, that was so difficult. And then that <laughs> was at Evan Nixon uh, type four earlier. He said something like. This was like the hardest level in any game I've ever played or something. Like before <laughs> I got so there, and I was hard. like, oh, great. I'm looking forward to that. <sighs> oh, yeah. Super. All right. All right. All right. I'll, did you did you beat the game? No, hold on. We're not going to talk right. that yeah. yet. Right. But let me tell you um, one more thing about that level. The reason that game that level so hard is because you pretty much have to race perfectly for 11 yes. minutes straight. Yes. And there are... 15 say different scenarios where you could lose all of your ground at least turns 15. kicks other bikers and the other bikers have there's like super bikers have you noticed yeah. this where like they yep. walk but they, they ride by they hit you once and you fall off you're like what just happened like yeah. what the, you know and some of them flit around you like hummingbirds and yeah, like there's they pile ups you run into yeah. there's just all kinds of things cops that will just you know they they just yeah. glue next to you you can't shake them no matter what you do so yeah, for, I mean, racing perfect for that long is just oh my. For God, as much so as I love this game, like one of the things you can't follow anybody else's racing line because they can race in all sorts of stupid ways and not yep. run, not uh, you know crash. Where if you try to follow, like a lot of racing games, you follow somebody else's racing line, you're gonna you know come around that corner in a good way, and right. you just can't do that in this game. Well, and there's some rubber banding that you know the term where like oh. it's not truly you know the race is just you know I guess the, what would you say? The level five rubber banding is is off yeah. the charts ridiculous. Right. So like, it's not just these, you know, 
the the motorcycles are racing naturally in real time is that they actually yeah. the computer will artificially speed things up and slow things down and they'll artificially group one to th- one two and three so you can get fourth place on a track but still lose by mm-hmm. by a bunch because one yep. two and three but dusted you yeah all right let, we we love this but overall we still love this game right yes. we're, oh, we're talking a little smack right? absolutely absolutely right. and yes. would you play it again absolutely <laughs> all right yes. all right let's finish on that note i'm going to talk about my playthrough a little bit um uh yeah this game is awesome and i had so much fun playing it um up until level five but we'll talk about that in a minute um but yeah i mean there's there's a lot of things that came flooding back to me uh, i remember i had forgotten that for some odd reason the ai uh of the racers has the real struggle trying to get around cars that are in the same lane as you um <laughs> So you can you can uh, you can effectively pass like four or five people a lot of times if they because they'll bunch up and like how do I pass this car even if there's a clear lane. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing on this uh, game for me is you stick as much as you can to the center line, center line. just just right of yep. the center line, and the game also knows that that's the base racing best racing line because starting level four and five Peninsula they put so much crap in that racing line um there's like uh, like metal chunks and stuff you're just constantly running over oh, cones and things those. and they put it right in the best racing line on purpose um but yeah i mean and and there's there's the shortcuts although um for the most part <laughs> those are great but like uh starting level two in um which one is it sorry uh level two in napa valley even though that's the best one you take the sh- first shortcut on that one it's a dirt dirt road. road. Yeah, I did that. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? But you know what the worst one of all time is? The level five third shortcut on the peninsula gives you a Pacific Highway level. It's the worst. Here's what you get. And it, and it's the it's so easy to accidentally go that way. And you're like, oh, cool. I just got this far in the peninsula. Now I have to race a Pacific Highway track. Yes. Did you ever but, do it where you try to trick the, the computer writers to go one direction and try to cut over last minute? Yeah, you know what happens 90% of the time yep, when you do that? Yeah, the screen doesn't cr- let you do it. Yep. You crash right through the, the middle median, of both. Right. Um, um, so this game is so much fun. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a little bit of tips or tricks because I've heard some challenge from listeners and Zach on on, on getting through things. You, you ride the rat bike through all of level one and into level two, you grind on level two on the rat bike until mm-hmm. you get enough money to get the best sport bike. You upgraded that sport bike and then you play level two till you get to about $20,000. Then you go to level three and play till you get about $40,000. And then you do not upgrade immediately. Um, you stick with that money and then just start qualifying and go as far as you can qualifying with the best sport bike until you just cannot qualify anymore, then upgrade to the Diablo. That's what I did. That got me through my, I didn't start having any challenge on this game until the, until two of the tracks on level four, the track, the entire game until midway through level four was a complete breeze. Um, and it was the last two tracks, uh, Pacific highway and peninsula on level four, where I started having a little bit of a challenge. Hmm. I've gotten to level five in the in my past. I don't remember if I've gotten any further than that, but uh, we'll talk about where we got uh, in a bit here. Um, I will say though, overall, what's interesting for me is level five Pacific Highway is the hardest track in the game, and probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I <laughs> and I, I I almost don't exaggerate on that. Um, but it's not that hard before that. Level four Pacific Highway starts being a little hard, but it's super easy before that. 
Um, the Peninsula track is hard the entire freaking game for me. I have st- I struggle on that track. I mean, maybe not level one. You don't really struggle on any tracks in level one, but level two, three, four, five Peninsula. Level five Peninsula is right up there, is almost exactly as hard as as the Pacific Highway for me. Yeah, there's um, a lot of a lot of challenge in level five overall. I agree. Oh with that. man, except for Napa Valley. La- Napa Valley level yep. five, complete joke. Wide complete open the whole time. Joke. Yep. I, I I qualified on that. And level five. I and if anybody who's been playing this game on on level five Napa Valley, I qualified the first time I ran it. Placed second the first time I ran it. It was not, it's nothing. So, um, with that, would I play it again? What do you all think? No, yeah, of course you <laughs> Hey, screw this game, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, fantastic game. I'm so glad that I pushed for it, and I'm um, so excited to talk now about our last big question here. How did we all do? Uh, score competition rules for Road Rash were this. Play as far as you can using saves. Uh, I also want to know if you got the best bike and, uh, you know, if you remember about how much cash you ended up with. So, Alex, knowing your thoughts on Pacific Highway, I'm going to start with you because I think uh, I think we might have gotten past you here. Where'd you, where'd you get to? Uh, yeah, so I saw a lot of chatter on Twitter <laughs> about how hard level four, the end of level four and level five was and how much grinding you had to do. And there was some <laughs> back and forth. I think Zach was saying like, oh, yeah, it's like the hardest level ever. Da, da, da. And so by this time I was um, I was finishing level one and I had just upgraded in level one to like, um to uh uh i forget what bike it was but by the end of uh level two and beginning of level three i had upgrade to uh uh zyx and uh that was a fun bike it made my uh, experience enjoyable but um i just decided to not go to level four (laughs) and to not go to level five (laughs) because i was having so much fun just zoning enjoying out. the game yeah enjoying the <laughs> okay. game yeah so i was like do i really want to grind it out if every track is taking 11 minutes and i gotta do this 20 times and uh, no okay. so mm-hmm. i just had fun and level two and level three enjoying the game wishing i had some devil's lettuce wishing i was polishing <laughs> off a case of beer but so- uh i was in the zone and i definitely got the thousand yard stare at some points and i just enjoyed the game like that so, so did you, how many races, do you remember how many uh, tracks you qualified on level three then? Uh, I think only like three. I think uh, I did Peninsula, uh, uh, Pacific Highway, and uh, Napa. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I'm going to go next. I uh, did not play the way Alex did. In fact, I have, I literally put it was very enjoyable. the <laughs> most amount of time into any game that we've ever played on this podcast. We're up to almost 70 games. I may have put as much time into this game as we've I've done total the entire time. I've wow. raced over a hundred races in level <laughs> five in level five alone. Um, I so here's in level thing. five alone. Well, no. So wait a sec. I did sixty five races in level five, and I did uh, over a oh. hundred counting grinding. So like hundred and fifteen overall. I think it was sixty five or seventy on level five. And how, um, how, what's the average of time it takes to finish a level? about 10 to, well so it depends how <laughs> quick you get busted right right exactly could be 10 seconds but about 10 yeah. minutes i put in every night this week i put in at least two hours if not more um Holy so let me let me let me i'm gonna run down this real quick and tell you so uh which ones i qualified <laughs> on on level five and how many times i even just finished that track 
So Napa, I've qualified on that one, finished 100% of the time I started on that. That was my uh, kind of pick-me-up track when I was feeling down about myself and I had done 20 <laughs> just runs. Just go back and play that? Yeah. I just would go Same. back and play that because yeah. I would always qualify on it. So I, I yeah. finished 100% of those starts, never got busted, never wrecked. Um, Sierra was always one of the easier ones, but this time I only finished 50% of the starts. It took me about an hour to beat Sierra. Um, city, I had this weird run. I've always struggled with city, but on my fifth track, I, I qualified second. I had been, I had uh, wrecked, busted, busted, busted second. So <laughs> technically finished 20% of the starts, never went back to that track. I was like, I have no idea how that happened. And then the grind. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so the Pacific course i raced 30 something times i only ever finished 13 percent of my starts wow um and at one time magically i finished fifth but i could never do better than that um most of the time when i finished it was 11th 12th or 13th i mm -hmm. just that that track is unbelievably hard but I actually did worse slightly on Peninsula. I finished, I said 13% of my starts in Pacific. I finished 12% of my starts in Peninsula. So I did slightly worse on that one. However, I did get a run at fourth, but that's the one I was talking about earlier where I finished fourth, but I was still like a minute behind the top three. They had, they had like shoved so far ahead. So I was never, I was never close. I do think given unlimited time at some point in my life, I would finish and beat the <laughs> I peninsula. So I don't believe I'd ever beat Pacific Highway. I do not believe before the heat death of the universe I would ever beat Pacific Highway. It's unbelievably hard. So I ended up level five. I three three races qualified uh, with the top bike, Diablo bike, and 47,474 in my bank. Very so respectable go. finish, right. I will say. I tried. I, five, I hope you know, Zach. Pacific, I yeah. tried. Yes. <laughs> I tried clear. so hard to beat this game. That's I could evidence. Not do it. Anyway, uh, Zach, let's uh, let's hear about your run. Uh, level one. That's when I gave up. I just, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Was, uh, I win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, so <laughs> I got uh, the Diablo bike on level two by grinding Napa Valley. I think I talked yeah. about that. Um, blew through most level five, got down to Pacific Highway as my last one. And it was a nightmare, as, a, as I was alluding to earlier. Um, so I also counted my attempts. <laughs> it took me, so I did beat Pacific Highway um, on the 43rd try. Holy moly. Um, so try number 37, I, I just wrote down heartbreaker. Yeah. I was third place for like, geez, I don't even know that the last third of the whole race, you're, you're eight minutes, nine minutes in, whatever. Right. Sweating bullets the whole time. And I'm just a mile away from the finish. I take one turn a little too quick and I fall off, right? Oh, I man. go from third to finishing 13th. Oh, nice. man. And the last mile. And I was so angry. I just reached over and turned the system off. And yeah. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not playing this anymore. <laughs> as far as I get after this game, you know, when camping for a few days, must have calmed down a little bit. And then I came back and then a few tries later, um, got to got third place. And here's the funny thing about my, my actual finish. So on this last run through, I started exper experimenting because at this point, what do I have to lose? I'm never going to beat this game. Right. I thought I started turning and hitting the R button at the same time. And I realized yeah. that you can actually like turn extremely fast if you pull left or right and the LNR at the same time. And so what I was able to do was get around some of these crazy sharp turns where like, I always know I'm going to crash there, go in a little bit faster and almost like, you know, 
drift through. So that right. was you know, shaved a couple seconds here and there. Um, but same thing. I was in third place, one mile to go. My heart's pounding. I could hear the buzz of the bikes on my tail. And I'm yeah. remembering all those heartbreaking moments. And get this, I end up crashing right on the finish line. Yes. And my bike and my body fly across the finish line. There you and go. And right underneath, though, it says third place. There you and go. I actually have a video of it, which I'll post on Twitter. I <laughs> jumped up, threw my controller down. I was like the happiest guy on the earth. I had no idea what happened. I don't even know what I hit. I think I might have hit a racer that stopped or something. I have no idea. Yeah. But there you go. 43 tries. Yep. And it finally got there. So, um, <laughs> and I'll just reiterate one more thing. Out of the, what do you say, almost 70 games we've done, again, I think it, it, at my top three most challenging games I've ever played, yeah. Battletoads, Zombies Ain't My Neighbors, and now Road Rash. This game, right. beating this wow. game is effing hard. Effing. But you do get a great reward. I'll yeah. tell you, there's a special video at the end. There's a lot yeah. of, you know, celebrations and, and leather jackets and, and champagne spraying everywhere and yeah. get the girl, all that kind of stuff. So it was good stuff. I 100% agree with you. This is one of the hardest games we ever said. And I'm, I'm, and I'm proud of myself that I got managed to get as far as I did because geez louise. Yeah, I felt like a racer. I felt like I just got off a motorcycle. I was sweating as yes. much as I would be if I had a I helmet was... on. I felt, I mean, this is the most engrossing like yeah. celebra- victory I've ever felt in any video game. I was that guy. I was Randy Breen crashing the Ducati. I was... <laughs> the guy at Apple Jacks, like jumping up and down and like, yeah, I was just, it was I had that a moment. It was so great. I had a hand towel to wipe my hands after every, <laughs> wow. after every race to, to get them back oh, dry again. Like, race. like I was bowling. I, I needed <laughs> one of the little you know, blow dryers. Like I was bowling, man. I'm serious. The, anyway, <laughs> let's move on to see if any of our listeners can oh, beat the retro buddy. game guys at Road Rash this time. Thanks to all of our listeners who raced along with us and shared their progress by using the hashtag BeatRetroGameGuys. So let's talk about who beat it. This time around, there are only three people who are able to make it all the way through and beat all five levels, all five tracks. Surprise, there's even Road three. Rush. A bunch uh, of sadists. That would be jcast6502. Um, the Archivist Guillermo, wow. that guy, had enough time to help us with research right. and beat the game. Wow. <laughs> um, and a new friend of the show uh, we've talked about a little bit earlier, Evan Nixon type four. Now, Evan did do his run last year, but we're going to count it because he documented the whole thing on Twitter. He's been a fun guy to chat with. And yep, frankly, yep. beating this game even a year ago should be celebrated. So I'm, I'm letting that one fly. <laughs> Absolutely. Now let's talk about who came up a bit short. Uh, Basic Gamer Bob only managed to crack midway into level two before tapping out. So even beat uh, Alex, even beat Basic Gamer Bob. Uh, also, Alex ahead of Terracotta Stew qualifying only on one track on level three. Uh, I think maybe tying you here, Alex, Sore Thrum Collector got to midway through the third level. Mm-hmm. Uh, SNES's Life and Derek H both got themselves into level five, but couldn't get it done from there. Um, so Close. I beat everyone on this game, um, it looks like. Uh, but my favorite playthrough this month comes courtesy of Larry W., Talked a little good-natured smack on Twitter, even calling me out with a hashtag beat Dustin. Uh, Larry's run came to an end with him getting to level four, but not able to get qualified on any tracks on that level. Mm. Larry, 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 Larry. Level four was so easy, bro. Come on, man. What are you doing to me here? You call me out and you can't even beat level four? Let's go. Dang. Wow. Got it done, Dustin. <laughs> Didn't call it out, but Dustin. That's right. Up. He uses a hashtag beat Dustin. I... I think Dustin, right. you should retaliate 
start a new hashtag for him like uh like last place yeah. larry or something like there you go <laughs> yeah hashtag last place larry, last place larry. Wow. <laughs> i like it i like it we're 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 clowning on our listeners here yeah. on the retro Cape probably Guys a bad podcast. strategy well no, it's, it's who's it's doing all... the clowning that's the big issue it's like you know when do you ever get to hear that when do you that's ever amazing. get to hear me do beat people right yeah so. you got your you know own, what? that uh, just makes my decision my decision of not going to level four and dealing with all this trash so much better. <laughs> if you're playing this game and you really like racing games, stick to level two or three, beat up whoever you want. Don't ever talk to them in the bar. Don't make friends. Just enjoy the game. Buy some beer, get some devil's lettuce, have a nice smoke and wind <laughs> down hole. for the day. You don't need, you don't need to be playing uh pacific highway level five 46 times hey i only mm. played it like 33 all right oh <laughs> i'm sorry you only spent five hours playing the same thing over and over again Not all right cool. guys now it's time for our monthly gift card giveaway this month's winner is why not at evan nixon type four uh, so evan is a huge road rash fan and he even sent us some audio recordings of him giving us tips on the game like that one zach noted earlier that your body can qualify without your bike uh, <laughs> as zach also mentioned um he also has a very uh interesting ongoing art project where he paints video game logo video game logos in fake blood and posts them to twitter <laughs> And he just recently created one for Road Rash, and the video has Soundgarden playing in the background. Of course. Well, Road, Road Rash and Blood, those two, you know, those go to, kind of go together, like peanut butter and jelly. I'm with it. The uh, archivist said something like, he should use real blood if for Road Rash, because that's <laughs> like what Rash, it feels yeah. like for Road right? Rash. All right, congrats, Evan. You've got yourself a $25 gift card for your favorite console. All right. Now it's time to share what's coming next for the Retro Game Guys podcast. For our next quick play episode, we're going to count down our all-time favorite race battle games. There's quite a few in this genre, but can the guys here agree on a top five? We'll see you here in a few weeks. Then in a month, we, as we shared earlier, we're diving into Pokemon Red and Blue for the Game Boy. Some of us have already started our playthrough, so I suggest getting a start soon. This one's going to take you anywhere from 30 to 100 hours to complete. It's a long one. Yes. Um, and we want to see some people give it a, a good shot. And, and not to mention also that I'm a bit of a Pokemon fan, so I'm going to be trying to bring it here once again, just like I did for Road Rash. So you're all, be, be warned, <laughs> oh everyone. My God. Nothing like waiting to like the games that take the most suck time <laughs> out of your schedule to step up, Dustin. Right, right. right? Unbelievable. I would so much Good rather play this than Zelda, though. Let me Good tell you. for you. I mean, that's... <laughs> These are my I'm games, impressed. Man. Yeah. So if, we're gonna, if you guys are going to play this one, we've, we're going to definitely focus in on red or blue. But if you also happen to have yellow or green, those ones are kind of later versions. Or green was Japanese only for a while. Yellow is like an enhanced uh, Pikachu version. Uh, those ones work, too. So best bet for a playthrough nowadays are those original Game Boy cartridges. But beware if you're picking them up nowadays. There's quite a few counterfeit copies floating out there. I even literally had to bust open my copy to make sure it was legit. Uh, and as always, if you get your hands on the game, we'd love for you to play along. For Pokemon, we'll score by Gym Badges Earned, which is essentially levels passed. Uh, then number of unique Pokemon captured. And in a tiebreaker scenario, we'll go with elapsed game time. All of this is tracked in the game save menu, so you don't have to write down things like I did for Road Rash. For <laughs> <laughs> I have a notes file that's several pages long. Does it have tears on it too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and blood. And <laughs> Just, blood. <laughs> not fake blood. Um, if you do play along pl uh, for Pokemon, post your progress with hashtag beat retro game guys. We'll share your playthroughs in our next episode. 
And that's all the time we have for our Road Rash episode. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and it makes you want to break your rusty cage and run. For the Retro Game Guys, Zach and Alex, I'm Dustin saying stay well and game on. Until next time, friends. The opinions and views expressed on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.